What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dom, coming live and at you with the True Players Podcast, episode number 39. Um, this is going on year two of the True Players Podcast. Um, third episode, after, I mean, actually the second episode after the uh, the one-year anniversary. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, Big Mets rumors that's going on in regards to Noah Syndergaard, as well as Noah Syndergaard and Zach Wheeler. Um, there's a big um, rumor that the Mets are looking to move Noah Syndergaard by the trade the trading deadline on July 20th, July 31st, according to uh, many reports, one by Buster Only and also one by Andy Martino of SNY. This is this is I don't agree with trading Noah Syndergaard at all. I actually don't agree with um, trading Zach Wheeler either. But the fact of the matter is, this is what, in my opinion, this is what causes them to now trade these pitches. The, the the one thing that 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 makes this team have to trade the filling holes is because of that big trade for Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. You gave up three big prospects, including Jay Bruce and um, Anthony Swarzak. I mean, if you listen to my previous podcast, I was actually all for that trade. I was all for trading Jay Bruce. I was all for trading Anthony Swarzak. But I did mention to you guys on the previous podcast when that trade happened that. It'll only work only if Robinson Cano could could produce the way he produced before in his previous years, and as you can see, he's batting two fifty with nine home runs and and, uh, and um, thirty RBIs. This is not this is not the production we expected from a player who had pretty much a Hall of Fame career before he came to the team. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, he's been struggling the entire season. You know, he he, he came out the All Star break hitting. He had three home runs um, two games ago against the the Padres and things like that. But Edwin Diaz, after the hot start he had in the beginning of the, se- the, beginning of the season, they figured him out, and he's not, not the same pitch he once was. He's shaky. He looks like he does. He looks like he's scared to close the game now. And basically, they're going to try to trade Noah Syndergaard, which we have control over for the next two years. I'm not confident this 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 general manager Brody Van Wagenen can get this done, get this done to the point that we're gonna get a top flight, top flight prospects for Noah Syndergaard. I think he's gonna blow, I think he's going to blow this trade, and I don't think he should be the one <clears throat> making these decisions either. Um, I know the Mets signed up for, for a four year contract as the new GM, but this this is the issue you have when you bring in people who are not um, experienced. In dealing and making deals for baseball players, he's a player agent. He's not a guy who 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 evaluates talent. Talent. He's not a guy who knows how to um, <clears throat> make the correct trade and fill in the correct holes. What he did with what he did was when he made that trade for Cano and Diaz, he created a big problem. Too many infielders. You're forcing your best hitter to now play the outfield in Jeff McNeil, in which he was playing a great second base last year. I don't know if they didn't believe in him or not, but that was a very big mistake on their part. And also, it wasn't equitable. Um, another reason, they signed them Jed Lowry. Two years, I think it was like a $22 million contract. And um, the, only thing he's, the, only, the only thing he does as a utility player is um, whether or not... The only thing he does as a utility player is play different positions on the injury list or the disabled list. Is he ever going to play this year? So basically, you're paying a guy $10 million to be on the disabled list the entire season. 
which I did not. I, I you, like I said, you listen to my previous podcast. I did not agree with that signing of Jed Lowry. You could have, you could have, you could have re-signed um, T.J. Rivera, who was coming off. I know he was coming off um, Tommy John surgery, but T.J. Rivera has produced. He could play various positions: third base, second base, first base. They have the same versatility as um, as Jed Lowry, a little bit younger. You spent the Mets spent. They, um, they they wasted over thirty-seven million dollars this year on those two players. Wasted thirty-seven million dollars. That thirty-seven million dollars could have been used to buy out Noah's Noah's um, control, Noah Syndergaard's um, control for the next th- next two years, and then you would have gave him a five-year deal, which he wouldn't be afraid to till um, wouldn't be afraid to till 2024. And plus, you could have resigned um, Zach Wheeler. As we speak, so this is now. Now they're gonna trade one of those guys. If if one guy has to go, I would prefer Zach Wheeler because he is a free agent. He's gonna he's gonna cost some money. You pretty much price yourself out from resigning him because you brought on more salary. In Cano, in Familia, um, in Jed Lowry. I hope they can find a find a find a way to trade Todd Frazier and Jason Vargas also. Albeit, I beat up Jason Vargas last season because he was horrible last season, but he pitched better this year. And we have, let's try to get let's, instead of just trading players to um, let's just just for sake of just dumping salary, let's try to get play, trade players to get some type of asset back. It may not be the A prospect, the B prospect. If we get a C prospect out of that, that's it. That's that's something. That's something for the team to go to go by. I don't understand what the problem. What the problem is with you know they complain about they don't want to spend money, but they spend money on either they spend the money un, unethical is unethical spending is not equitable in the long run. But we have a, a contract now and enjoying a Cespedes, it is not equitable right now. This guy has made fifty eight million dollars sitting on the bench for the past two seasons. I feel bad for Dominic Smith because he's playing. He's playing. He's playing hard. He's he's playing better this year. He corrected his sleep his sleep apnea problems and stuff like that. Hitting the ball very well. You have to stick him out in, in, in left field, which he had. A, he had a few mishaps in the San Diego series and in the, in the San Francisco series. Mostly, he didn't feel the ball properly out there. And I feel bad because I know that the kid is trying hard. He's working hard just to make the team, just to get, just to get into the lineup. He's sacrificing his first base position to play every day. But the thing is about this this, this trade rumors about um, Noah Syndergaard, especially him, is because I believe is me, is media fueled. For whatever reason, whether you listen to the Chris Carlin on the C- and Bart Scott CMB, whether you listen to the Boomer Show in the morning time, it's a, it seemed to be a big push to trade Noah Syndergaard. Did he live? Did, did he leave, live, live up to his expectation as of yet? No, he hasn't. But I mean, let me tell you something: when they fired Terry Collins, when they fired Dan Worthen. I, I, if I if I had a crystal crystal ball, and I, crystal ball, and I, and I made this prediction, his his um, pitching was going to go down. He was he was going to digress because for some reason, Terry Collins and Dan Worthen knew what buttons to push with Noah Syndergaard. 
No one should the guard is not a the reason why he's struggling this year, he's not being as dominant as, as he was in years past, because he's lacking focus. That's all it is. It's not about pitching execution. It's not about Thomas Nito. He needs Thomas Nito to be a a, a, a personal catcher. It's not about Real Wilson Ramos being a catcher. He just lacks the focus to be the dominant pitch he was earlier. And you know why? It's because he needs he because he doesn't have a player like David Wright to, to, to set him straight. He doesn't have a manager to set him straight. He has a fucking manager who wants to love him. That kid right there is spoiled. You don't you don't love spoiled kids. You you kick him in the ass and get them get him get him straight. That's what Terry, that's what Terry Collins is, was as a manager. And hopefully when they fired Mickey Callaway, they signed, they hired they hired Joe Girardi to take over that to take over the managerial position to put a lot of fire in that in that ass if he's still on the team after after the after July thirty first. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind him going to be an extra on freaking Game of Thrones with the, with the Golden Company. Shit, he only, he only lasted two seconds because, because Drogon blew, burned his ass anyway. But your main focus should be baseball. Your main focus should be going in that mount and dominating. There should be no reason why he can't be he can't be a consistent 18 game winner each and every year. There's no reason for that. There's no reason why he shouldn't be anything less. And like I said, it, it, it's, it's media driven. This, the, the rumors is media driven, and is the Mets are so weak they don't, they're gonna fall they're gonna fall into pressure of the media. And you may not agree with me about this. I'm quite sure a lot of people don't don't agree with me in regards to this. This whole no synagogue rumor trade and possible trade is triggered by the New York media. It's triggered by talk sh- talk, talk talk radio. It's triggered by that. That's what's pushing it. I don't know what these guys got against Noah Syndergaard or whatever. If he's too flamboyant, yeah, that's true. If he's too out there with the Thor nonsense, that's true too. The fact of the matter is, it's the Mets' fault. It's the organization's fault that he's digressing because he needs to. He needs a manager that's gonna is gonna kick his ass. You need a Wally Backman type of manager. You need a Joe Girardi type of manager. Not this motherfucker, Mickey Calloway, is gonna love all the players and make excuses for them when they when they don't pitch pro, pitch pitch up to their potential. You got a general manager who made all these big trades and made all this big tough talk come get us. Guess what? You're fourth in the fucking National League East. Come get you. Everybody got you. They already been got you already, motherfucker. They been got you. Stupid. If you want to hire a player agent like this to freaking uh, 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 be a general manager of the team, you might as well just hired me. I guarantee you, you would have you saved a whole lot more money and his team will be 15 games over 500. And Mickey Calvary, Calvary would not be, have been the manager. The bullpen is garbage. Jerris Familia. I don't know what happened to him, too. I think he needs, I think he needs a Dan Worthen um, therapy, too. Because everything's ever since he, he didn't have Dan Worthen, he's been digressing also. To the point that when he does his interviews, he needs a translator now. He lost so much confidence in his pitching, he's a translator when he does interviews. This is a guy who spoke. I mean, his English wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but he did. He did make the. He did have the courage to go out there and speak English in his interviews. Now he has an interpreter. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Guys that are putting the the the, the bullpen. Do they have arms in the bullpen? Not a lot. They just have Gesellman, Lugo, 
and, and Familiar and Diaz. Those are the main cogs in that bullpen. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not being utilized properly. And um, they're not putting, they're not putting the best positions to succeed either. And that falls on Mickey Calloway, Mickey Calloway, most of all because this is what this is what his expertise is supposed to be is pitching. That's the reason why they hired him, hired him as as manager for the pitching. And he's not doing it. He's done a bad, very bad job with the pitching. And like I said before, it all goes back to Brody, with Brody Van Wagenen. If you're going to go into the season, my opinion was, yeah, you signed Wilson Ramos, but you should have kept Devin Mesoraco for to help Wilson Ramos understand the pitching staff that he was dealing with. Devin Mesoraco was such an asset last year when they traded. Traded hard, Matt Harvey for him last year. He was such an asset because he he got the best out of the pitchers that he was catching. He called a great game. He had a great strategy um, when he was catching. He he had a, he had an occasional home run here and there, but the most important thing is he had the pitching available. He got the pitching in, pitching in control, and that was the best part of him being being on this team. Last season, and the Mets cut him for the sake of having Travis Darno uh, come back. Hopefully, he would have found his stroke again. But he didn't find his stroke with the Mets. They designated for assignment. He ends up in Tampa Bay, where he's hitting three home runs against the Yankees last week in one game. Equitable spending. This is what this is this is what I harp on each and every day. Equitable spending when it comes to to, to um, baseball to, to professional teams. Is equitable spending is the way that if you, if you don't spend equitably, it's going to bite you in the ass. It's going to cost you, cost you a player that you need to resign. This is what's going on with the Mets right now. Now, and I blame Brody. I blame Brody. I blame most of all. I blame Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Wilpon. He has no clue on how to how to win with a baseball team. He has no clue. He needs he needs to take a step back, sit to the side, be a good boy. And shut the fuck up and let the baseball minds in that office do what they have to do. His father has to step up and say something and get him out of there. Because that, that Brody Van Wagening hiring, I hate to sour I hate to sour on it after a few months, like eight months on it. It doesn't look good right now. It doesn't look good. It's like it's gonna the mess is gonna be like the Knicks. It'll be set back a few years before they get back up again. I'm telling you that right now. You gave up three valuable prospects to get a closer who now doesn't know how to, who looks, looks scared when he gets on the mound to close the, close the game. Looks scared. So, when the, when the season's all, all said and done, I, I'm, I'm confident Mickey Cowboy will be fired. I'll be celebrated for that. You know, because he did not do a good job. He had no business being, being the manager of this team. If this, if this team was going to be this bad... You should have kept Terry Collins on that as manager. Someone to light a fire under that team. And, I, and one thing, I, when I was listening to um, Carl Chris Carlin on um, CMB, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, he did mention one way you could utilize Dominic Smith and Pete Alonso in the infield is you try to put Pete Alonso in third base, put Dominic Smith in, Dominic Smith in first base. 
that sounds like, for me, that sounds like a great plan. Even though um, Peter Alonso has played third base since high school, hey, he, he could make that transition. He's gotten he's gotten better defensively at first base, better than I, than anyone hoped for. And um, the one thing is the problem with the, the Robert Cano trade: you block Jeff McNeil from playing second base. That's the that's the biggest problem. The Mets, Mets are going to have to figure that out. If I was the best GM, I would try to find a way to, to trade Cano. And see if you trade him to a contender and pay and, and, and pay pay three quarters of the contract just to get him out of here. Just create space for McNeil to come back into the infield. And so you could have that, that, that infield where you can have Peter Alonso at third, Rosario at shortstop, McNeil at second, and, and Dominic Smith at first. Then you have Conforto, uh, Conforto Nemo, or Conforto J.D. Davis, or Conforto, um, and anybody else in a, in a center fielder, whether it be Juan Lagares or someone else. Even though Juan Lagares, I think he should be traded also, because he's not what he he's, he was all planned up to be, in my opinion. So th- that's that's my opinion about the situation. I'm just fed up as a Mets fan. This is we're going on year number three of missing the playoffs, and with no answer in sight. The, the answer that ever, that the media is pushing is, "Oh, trade Noah Syndergaard. He's the problem. He's not the fucking problem." Oh, we go trade Syndergaard to fill holes. The holes was, the holes were created by the trade for Cano and Diaz. That's where the holes were created. Money was to spend wisely. It wasn't invested in the bullpen. It was invested to trade for a 36-year-old second baseman. And saw another utility player in, in his mid-30s to be a utility player throughout the infield, in which he hasn't even played at all this season. He's been playing, um, he's been the utility player on the disabled list. And Jen Lowry. That's the problem. That's all that's on Brody's Brody's shoulders. That's on his shoulders. No one else. Him and Jeff shoulders. Come get us. Yeah, f- the fuck out of here. Even though they're up three to two against the Pirates right now. This team with this town on this team, it should be 15 games over 500, in my opinion. With the right, with the right leadership, with the right manager, it should be 15 games over five. 15 games over 500. Bring back, why don't you bring back Omar? Let Omar run the whole thing all over again. But yeah, give John Rico a shot. Instead of giving it, give it to Brody Van Wagenen. He, they trust me, with the situation right now, they can't do any worse. But, but, but people, I'm gonna sign off on this, I'm gonna sign off on this podcast. I'm already late from going, I'm late from going back, coming back, going back to work for my break. I'll meet you guys with another time. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. Um, also, you can listen to it on my YouTube channel, uh, True Players Podcast. Any questions, any um, feedback, you can email me at trueplayerspodcast at gmail.com, which is T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z podcast at gmail.com. It's your man Big Dom signing off. I hit you, I hit you guys with another episode later. Peace.